the inaugural Frankly Golf podcast. I'm Valerie Melvin and I'm delighted to be here with my co-host Frank Thomas. Frank invented the graphite shaft. He was USG technical director for 26 years, directing all the performance standards for golf equipment and he redesigned and introduced the stint meter. So he has so much knowledge to share with all of us. I'm just delighted to introduce him. Thank you. Um, I'd like to introduce Valerie Melvin, my co-host. Um, she's an international golfer, played for Scotland, has a degree in psychology and sports exercise science. Uh, she's a researcher in her own, her own right, and together we've been conducting research on putting for over 20 years. And that's why it's appropriate that for our first podcast, we talk about the importance of putting. You can hit a six inch putt or you can hit a 280 yard drive, Frank, and the number of strokes on your stroke card's the same, right? That's exactly right. Uh, it's a bit of a fantasy for most of us to drive 280 yards, but, uh, you know, we and we don't don't spend enough time on the putting green to practice that. We get out our driver and spend a lot of money on drivers and lessons, full swing lessons. But uh, the putting is the most underrated part of the game. And he recognises 45% of the score. And that's, you know, it's a huge component. Um, and really, it's where, where we should all, if you're thinking about getting juniors into the game um, or, you know, people who are just wanting to get into the game and get started, really the best way to get started is on the putting green because it's really a microcosm of the game. Absolutely. You've got as many holes as you want to, but you can lay out an 18-hole course or a nine-hole course. And uh, you the etiquette is the same. And, and the scoring basically is similar. Only thing is you're only using one club. That's right. And, you know, we've we spent, as we said, 20 years researching putting and finding out more about putting. And, you know, Frank, it's, um, it's something that is very often a mystery to people, like how to putt, what to do, because there's so many myths, there's so much information out there. Um, but it's our belief that if you have a correct system and you follow some simple steps, putting be can become much more straightforward and less complex than sometimes we make it. Yeah, we don't know as much about putting as we should, um, unfortunately. And, and I think the reason for that is that uh, it's probably one of the most underrated part of the game. It's not, so to speak, a sexy part of the game. Hitting the ball a long way straight down the middle of the fairway is, is sexy and and. Uh, you don't, but unfortunately, when you have a look at any telecast, you see something like sixty or seventy percent is 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 on the putting green. That's right. And uh, so, uh, you know, we learned how to putt from our parents most of the time, and uh, sometimes that's bad, you know, because you start developing the same stroke as your parents do. Often on a, <laughs> watching people on a practice putting green and. Even though the, the 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 child and the father are distance apart on the green, you can always match them up pretty well by looking at their putting stroke. So, uh, unfortunately, that that is a problem. But uh, what we've done at uh, Frankie Golf after a, a significant amount of research and and uh, from our backgrounds, developed uh, a certified putting instructor course, which is um, trying to. Take the mystery out of out of putting and understand the, the very much of a systematic and straightforward approach to 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 making you know, teaching people or you know learning yourself how to putt. 
In terms of the course itself and the, the factors that were found to be very important, I mean, Frank, maybe we can just run through these um, to help people quickly. Then I want to move on to some specific areas that we can give people things to do to help them with problem areas right. um, in terms of their putting. Right. Well, I, I think I think when you, when you try to learn how to putt or when you uh, try to teach somebody how to putt, you really have got to have a systematic approach. It's a very structured and systematic approach. And, and um, if you recognize, uh, you know, the points that you should start with, and it makes a lot of sense. First of all, you know, the putter. The putter has to be properly fitted. Once it's properly fitted, you can't take a lesson until that happens. Otherwise, you're compromising your stroke. The second is, uh, you know, get the right grip. Make sure you're gripping the putter such that you're going to make, make a good stroke. The ball position is very critical. As long as you do it very consistently, in fact, every part of the putting stroke uh, should be done very consistently. Then we get into, into the alignment. You've got to get your body aligned such that it wants to do whatever it does naturally. We, we're very symmetrical. So when we, when we start putting, uh, we want to make sure that the body works symmetrically, and that's what it wants to try and do. So alignment is important. And then you want to eliminate as many sources of error as possible. We all know that you don't break your wrists, you don't rotate your wrists, you don't uh, bend your arms, and, and, and you've got to lock the whole system together. And we call that sort of a lock and rock, which is actually um, uh, using the, the shoulders and the arms and the pada all as a single unit. Once that unit is fixed, then you just rock your shoulders and get that through. So that's important. And understanding... But also, this, there's a swing plane. We actually swing in a plane, or the, the when I say swing in the plane, the putter head actually follows a plane, and it's pivoted about the, this, or centered about uh, the point uh, uh, between your shoulder blades. And your hands and your arms and everything within that system travel in, in parallel planes, but it is a plane. And so there's a, a bunch of myths out there that you've got to overcome. You, when people tell you that you've got to putt in an arc uh, and you've got to uh, putt, with, you know, bend your arms or rotate your wrists, etc., that's that's not true. Um, you need to putt in a plane, and the plane itself, the putter head has to remain square to that plane throughout it. But because your head is through the plane, uh, it, it appears that you are actually putting in an arc. But if you observe it from within the plane, and we've we've written articles about this, and in Golf Digest, you could we can make reference to them. But you will see that in actual fact, you put in a plane, and and it appears to be an arc. But you don't have to worry about it as long as you rock your shoulders, and that that's what's so marvelous about the putting stroke. It's a very natural stroke, and um, if you allow your allow your body to do what it wants to do best. It, it's okay. We've got to stop the mind from interfering and trying to contrive it. Then obviously uh, the rhythm is important, right? Yeah, rhythm is really important. It's the glue that holds the putting stroke together. And when you're under pressure, um, that's what's probably one of the first things that's going to go. And then we also talk a lot about eye movement, controlling um, the way the eyes move. Um, green reading, which is another area that's extremely important. Um, and there's a very simple way that you can actually you know systematically read the green and understand what's going on um which i think most people would find extremely helpful and then you know we talk about pre-shot routine 
ways to practice. So there's a there's a whole bunch of information um, that's covered um, that I think people would find extremely useful and would be extremely helpful to right, putting well. Right, right. Um, but, you know, let, let's get down to some things that people experience on a regular basis, um, Frank, and maybe we can help them with some of those problems. The first one, which I know everybody wants to know the answer to, because we've all done it once or twice at least, is missing short putts. How do we stop or avoid missing short putts? Well, you know, it's amazing how, how the... Uh pressure or the stress level increases uh, significantly and it's uh, uh, inversely proportional to the length of the putt. As the length of the putt gets shorter and shorter, the stress level goes up and up. And <laughs> and uh, we seem to be able to putt more, more well, pre- better than uh, on 15-foot putts uh, than we are on, on two-foot putts. Uh, and that's because we get all stressed out. And we don't expect to sink the 15-foot putt. And so, uh, as a result, you make a very much better stroke. Mm-hmm. You, you're not, not trying to manipulate the stroke, and you do what your body does naturally. Without that expectation or all the stress, uh, it's important. Now, as soon as you get over the ball on a short putt, now you start wondering about how you're going to make it. And you hear the voices, right? Terrible. The voices in in your head are are really those uh, bad, bad people. And um, what you need to do is is, uh, do everything you would do for a long putt on a short putt and recognize that the hole is fairly significant, fairly large. When you go for a three foot putt, the hole, you know, is four and a quarter inches. But for a 10 foot putt, the, the, the hole is still four and a quarter inches. But for the same width of, of, of the hole, extended out to 10 feet, it would be about 13 inches. So if you had a putt to a 13-inch hole, you'd be very confident that you could make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, as soon as you get to a three-foot putt, you got start to get nervous. So the point is what you need to do is make sure that you aim at a, a tiny piece of grass Behind the cup, or if in a three-foot putt, it's not going to break very much, so not necessarily outside the hole, but choose a point, and then just go ahead and go through the rest of your routine, and it's so important to keep your head down. And I think, you know, grip pressure is important to have that nice, relaxed grip that allows you to have a nice, natural rhythm, because sometimes, you know, you get over that short putt, your hands tighten up, and you want to just kind of jab it, whereas you want to make that nice, fluid stroke... Rhythm, rhythm is important for, for every stroke, uh, but uh, with a short putt, yes, keep that head down. Once you've gone through, putting is you've got three phases of it. You've got to plan it, and then you've got to prepare your body for it, and then you've got to execute it. So uh, the first point, point is planning. How is the putt going to break? Let's get say with, with a three-foot putt. It's not going to break very much, but let's say you go for the right lip. So ma- make sure you understand that. And then you get over the over the ready to go to prepare for that part. Make sure your rhythm is right. Focus on that particular spot. And then when you get over the ball, ready to go, don't let anything interfere with that. Your mind is going to start playing games with you. So just keep your eye down. Look at a spot on the ball and just take the take your mind completely off anything else. Don't let anything interfere. Keep your head down and just go and do it. And then it'll just go. 
that wasn't very good. <laughs> Straight in the hole. Um, now, the, the other point that I thought would be interesting to talk about um, that people commonly struggle with is distance control. I mean, distance control, if you, if you can, you might struggle with direction a little bit, but if you can get the distance control roughly correct, then you're just, you know, from 15, 20 feet, then you've just got a nice little tap in. So how, how do you um, approach having good distance control on your putts, Frank? Well, if you understand, again, rhythm, uh, we, we can't overemphasize the importance of rhythm. If you understand that a pendulum swings at the same frequency, no matter how high you take it, but the, at the bottom of, of the of the arc is where the head speed is maximum, and so uh, you must always impact the ball at the bottom of the of the, of the arc and you swing. That will be the maximum uh, head speed, and for that particular uh, that particular stroke. Now, the further back you take this the putter, the faster it's going to swing back. Just just exactly like a like a pendulum. Or like a baby in a swing, and in fact, in fact, if you can try to visualize a baby swinging, that is about the rhythm that you've got to keep working on. We have different routines or different practice drills as to how to improve your your um, rhythm, but it's one of the biggest problems that even elite golfers have. As soon as there's a little stress, that 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 rhythm breaks down. The other thing I thought um, would be good to talk about is the putter and putter design. I mean, how important a role does the actual putter and the design of the putter play in your success, whether it's with short putts, with distance control on long putts? I mean, is, is the putter so important? Very important. I think if you go back into the history, uh, some of the uh, 70, 100 years ago, uh, we had blades and, and the full uh, putter. Uh, they had a loft of about eight degrees. Bobby Jones's putter, Calamity Jane, was eight degrees uh, because the green speeds were about four on the simp meter. So uh, he needed all of that loft. But today, about a four-degree loft is important. So that's that's uh, one thing. You're, you're the, the lie angle is critical, but that is, it was okay because it's 72 degrees plus or minus a degree. Every putter is about exactly the same if it's fitted correctly. And uh, But also the, the forgiveness of the putter. Um, the, go through the blades and uh, we had... Uh, the bullseye putter, followed by uh, the ping putter, a very good blade uh, that every other manuf every manufacturer has uh, sort of copied and, and introduced. Now we've moved into the mallet type putter, where you get a maximum forgiveness, and you'll see that uh, the Frankly Frog is an example where you move the weights back as far as away as possible from the face and distribute it, and that gives you the maximum moment of inertia. We'll talk about moment of inertia and coefficient of restitution, various other in, in subsequent um, podcasts. But but there you get the maximum forgiveness, and there are a few other little features that you need to look at. But once you understand the putter technology, which is also within the course we we we've introduced, um, it you'll you'll really understand your putter, and then you can make friends with it, and then you don't have to blame the putter. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a bit of that, isn't there? It's like if you don't have a very good round, then you blame your putter. You don't always blame you, which I understand <coughs> yep. why you would do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and don't punish it by you know, dropping it behind your car and dragging it home. Uh, it's not going to work. I recommend you you put it in a closet, a dark closet, and then take it out in a, in a, in a week or two 
and it doesn't like that, so it'll mm. it'll start behaving itself after that. <laughs> I've never actually tried that, Frank. Cause I haven't had a putter that hasn't really behaved. Yeah, but but you know, when you're a good putter like you are, that that doesn't doesn't happen. <laughs> but uh, I think most of us want to go out and try and buy our game. When in actual fact, understanding how to putt and understanding your putter technology is a, is very important. No, absolutely. So it's sort of um, you know, you're you're building knowledge and you're um understanding more about what you have to do to help you putt well, which of course is the goal because it's so important. That's right. And when you do practice, you've got to practice with a purpose. And I strongly recommend that you find a frankly certified putting instructor in your area to help you. If you don't know where one is or you can't find it and you need any help, go to franklygolf.com and uh, you'll find some information about the Certified Putting Instructor course itself. Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast. Um, please let us know what, what you think. Um, in upcoming podcasts, we're going to cover subjects that you would like to hear about. So please let us know. And if you have any questions about anything golf-related, whether you want to talk about you know, distance, technology, um, equipment, you just, um, or more putting, uh, we're, we're happy to, to talk more about on any of these subjects. So let us know and email us at inquiries at franklygolf.com. And until next week. May the frog be with you.